Welcome to episode 100. We are looking back at 10 of the best, most popular podcasts that we have had so far. And some of my favorite guests are included in this. John Asaraf, Dr. Erica Miller, Andrea Michelle, and so many more. So sit back and enjoy some of the questions that have made such a huge impact on my life and on so many of yours. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Andrea Michelle is an intuitive, transformational, and trauma-sensitive coach. She is a master certified life coach, certified NLP practitioner. See what she says about how she dealt with her own breakdown. And so this is my, my relaunch or defining moment. Hillary, I went to the grocery store and I wanted chicken Parmesan for dinner and, and I have a great recipe. I, you know, found it. And I went to the grocery store to buy the things for the chicken Parmesan. And I'm, I'm counting the money. And because I'm an accountant by trade, it's, I still am an accountant, even though I'm not, not in corporate. Like I have a, this habit of like, as I put things in the cart, just like mentally adding them up in my head. Okay. That's $8. That's five. That's 13. Like that's my habit. Um, mm-hmm. But part of it is stemmed from being poor and mm-hmm. only having like, $5 in my checking account and not going over. And so, so it's twofold, right? Just the numbers counting in my head. I've always been attracted to numbers, but then also I didn't want to go over. So I'm in the grocery store and I'm adding everything up and I get to the cheese section where I'm going to grab my Parmesan cheese. And so I'm standing in front of the, the cheese freezer and I, I, I really love Sargento Parmesan cheese for <laughs> me making, you know, chicken Alfredo, right? Like I just needed the the Sargento. I didn't want, that's what I wanted in the moment. And this is when I'd say that I was triggered in that moment. Here's what I mean. I stood in front of the freezer and I had $22 in cash 
in my hand. And we agreed that I was only spending cash and I calculated everything in my cart and I couldn't afford Sargento cheese. And it was only $3 and 75 cents. And I broke down and I cried mm. right in the grocery store, standing in front of the freezer. Wow. What a trigger. Yeah. yeah. Right. Going and right back to when you were young. That's exactly what happened. Mm. And I, Hillary, I could not, in that moment, I could not think straight. I literally, and my kids were with me. And thankfully, in that moment, they had ran to the candy aisle. Like, because they had their own money. And when they have their own money. I was going to say, they cannot be taken out of the $22. Not getting any candy. If if mama's not getting any of her Sargento cheese. (laughs) Right. We decided, yeah, we decided like a a few years ago that we would give our kids their own money to go shopping. Um, And I'm so glad we did that because before when we bought everything for them, they asked for everything. But now that they have their own cash, they're like, um, I got $3. I can buy this one thing for $3 or I can buy something or I can buy three things for a dollar or two things. So they're, they're making wise, better decisions. Right. And so I literally, everyone, everyone who's listening, who has kids, this is an awesome budgeting. This is amazing. You have an accountant, former accountant telling you like, this is good. This is good information for your kids because yes, when they have a certain amount that they know they have, they don't ask for more. No. It's so great. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like the shift and it happened almost immediately. Mm-hmm. As soon as we like, okay, here's $5. You can get what you want. And mm-hmm. It took a a couple of tries though, because they would like spend their money and they wouldn't have enough. And I'd be like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, put something back. And I would let them know that I have the money, but it's my money, not theirs. So it it really does work. That was really good. Okay. So you're, you're in front of the cheese. You've been triggered. You're crying and here you're breaking down. Yeah. I literally went into breakdown mode and I couldn't think of my next step. And so I, I was crying. And, and again, you know, what is time? I can't tell you whether it was 30 seconds or, or, or 30 minutes. I really don't know how long. It, I don't think it was that long because my kids still hadn't found me yet. So it hadn't been that long. But I literally, when I came to, I was like, like, oh my gosh, I'm literally crying in front of the mm. grocery store. Thank mm. God no one else saw me. Like no one was in the grocery, in that aisle at the time. And so I reached in the freezer and I grabbed, I don't know, Crystal Farms Parmesan cheese, right? Cause, mm-hmm. cause it was, it was on sale, right? Like a dollar 99 or something like that. Sargento yeah. was three seventy five. The sale one was not whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Hillary, I paid, you know, got up to the, the register, paid for it. And I sat in my car because at this point I had come, come to, right. Um, and I was no longer in a state of being triggered. And that's why we have to be careful when we talk about people being triggered, because being triggered is an actual physical, mental, emotional response where you cannot think straight, right? You cannot think straight. And, and truth be told, Hillary, I had so many options available to me in that moment. I could have put back the pack of Oreo cookies. I could have simply used the checking account. And even if there was no money in the checking account, I could have used one of my thousand credit cards that I have, right? Right. I had so many options. But in that Mm -hmm. moment, 
I couldn't think of those options. All I knew was mm -hmm. that I was poor all over again. And I'm like, how did I go from having everything throwing myself a 40th birthday party two days later, flying my family to Hawaii for eight days, staying two minutes away from the beach in walking distance mm. to now I'm back in poverty again. Mm. Like that was that that's where I went. And so I sat in the car and thank God that I have worked on myself and I have the tools that I need so that when these events happen, that I don't stay there for very long. And so I sat in my car and this is the, the relaunch period, the silver lining. I sat in the car and I said, Andrea, you have made a lot of money working in corporate. You have always made very good decisions. You've always made very good decisions. That is how you're in this situation again. What do you need to do to change the situation. Hmm. And I sat in the car and I said, I will take all of the value that I've assigned to money and I will put all of that value on myself. Hmm. And I will never, ever put money on a pedestal ever again. Hmm. I will always be in control of money. It will not control me. Leah Campbell Battisher is an artist, writer, and master creativity coach who works with world-class artists and visionaries. Let's hear what she has to say about how to cultivate a state of abundance in yourself. And, you know, what I have found is um, it is an art if you want to be like a Renaissance woman. <laughs> like it is an art and, and what what I think is one of the master keys is to cultivate a state of abundance within yourself because the um, sometimes like the, the multi-passion, the multi-passionate person, it can move into the shadow where you are very diffuse and you're not focused and therefore you're not make, creating traction and you're not working towards mastery and you're not actually moving, you're, you're not evolving and it feels unsatisfying, but trust yourself to know that you know when you're doing that and that I find that oftentimes that comes from a place of scarcity, like more of a fear of missing out. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, what about this? Oh, I better take that online course. Or, oh, I better like sign up for five different art classes and a coaching pro like there's like, that is more like coming from scarcity and, and which I completely understand and have been there. Like life is short and <laughs> there's all of these amazing things. And then too, if you are like living in the modern world, um, you, you get a lot of messages that would suggest that you're falling behind. Here's how you have to make it. Oh, you don't speak Mandarin and you're not fluent. <laughs> All of these things. And that's different though than like trusting the intuition that draws you to different areas. Laurel Langemeyer is a money expert, sought after speaker, entrepreneurial thought leader, and five-time New York Times bestselling author, who is also relentless about her mission to change the conversations around money and empower people around the world to become millionaires. Here is her amazing financial advice that she gives not only to individuals, but also to companies as well. 
So here's what's interesting too, Hillary, that a lot of, <clears throat> I think more sophisticated business owners that are watching would understand it. But a lot of decision-making is made by looking at your checkbook balance. <clears throat> and I said, don't, you, you shouldn't be making, I'll say wealthy people like that I'm going to teach you to be, don't make decisions necessarily just by your checkbook balance. I mean, that's a data point, but really you're making it on revenue models and financial projections. So if you know you're making 20, 50, 100 million a month, whatever you're making, you're making and spending and investing very differently, knowing those future projections, like exactly like you said, most people live their financial and business life in a rear view mirror versus at the windshield. Like they really got to live through that and then start trusting it and leading that way. So there's a whole structure to that, that I love teaching. So what's my why? I love this conversation. Chris Plackey's work centers around her vision to prove the power of one thriving woman. Through her 25 plus years of leading and managing, and now eight plus years leading her own business, Chris has culminated her work into practices applied by leaders all over the world. Let's hear a little snippet of our conversation of why women are the center of her work. Why the female entrepreneur, why not men? Oh God, well, that's a great question. Okay, so the first, the first answer is by accident, some female entrepreneurs just found me and started working with me just because they heard about me or they found my podcast. And I fell in love with them because they have a unique, female entrepreneurs have their own unique challenges that I, I intimately identified with because I am a female entrepreneur and I'm also a female leader. Um, and the truth is the majority of the people I've coached up until that point were men because the majority of executive of executives are men. Mm -hmm. That and, is so true. Yeah. Are, I mean, that's just, yeah, it was yeah, like, the first 80% men. Yeah. 80%. The first leadership training I did for a first corporate partner I got, I walked in, there were 26 leaders in there and there were two women. Mm -hmm. Now, by the time we were done three years later, they had a lot more women in the room, mm -hmm. but, um, I just believe that women are uniquely qualified to be exceptional leaders and they don't have the same access or belief system in themselves that they can lead and be who they are. Callie Gilbert is an international best-selling author, award-winning filmmaker, photographer, listen in on our conversation on how she was able to shift her mindset through setting her intentions. What else did you do to shift your mindset? Yeah, well, what I realized is that it, it all began, everything began with intention and really setting that crystal clear intention of what you wanted, right? And so when I was, after the first time, when I was at that point of no return, which I call the making that decision, do I give up, do I start over? What I did was I set the intention and I set an intention for three things. I want, and they were very simple things. I wanted to stay in Sausalito. That was key. It was where I wanted, you know, I had friends. I wanted to, I felt safe there, right? I wanted to wake up every day and do what I love, which was my creative outlet, you know, the, the photography, the writing. I wanted to get a part-time job. This is where I was very specific. A part-time job where I had the flexibility 
to do what I love, but still brought in enough to pay the bills, right? That was it. That was it. Those three things. And with two and a half months, I, I manifested all of it. It was incredible. Okay. Did everyone hear that? Two and a <laughs> yeah. half months because yeah. she's the intention. She was so focused, but you didn't know, you didn't know how you were going to do it. No, no. And that's you the just thing. Know, I, you I, just know it was going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's like what gets people stuck is that they, they, I have to know the how, no, not our job, <laughs> not our job yeah. because what we perceive as the how the universe, God source, whatever it is you want to call can deliver it in ways that we couldn't possibly perceive that could be so much better than anything that our <laughs> fragile little minds, you know, could come up with. I have seen miracle after miracle that I would have never thought of. I was like, whoa, you know, and it's been amazing. Oh, this one was so great. Dr. Erica Miller is an international best-selling author, inspirational speaker, mental health professional, and clinical psychology entrepreneur. But most important here is that she was also a Holocaust survivor and what a silver lined relaunch she's had. Listen in on how she proposes. We live life long and well. I mean, I am who I am because of it, in spite of it. Don't tell me because I'm Jewish, I have to die. Don't tell me because of my girl, I cannot climb trees with the boys. Don't tell me I cannot be married, have kids and have a profession. Mm-hmm. So that I am who I am because of it and in spite of it. And a trauma is, is a universal. I just had this unusual. So I'm not normal because to me, unless you're dying, yourself up and figure things out. Kelly Brenninger. She is the founder of Lucky Day Animal Rescue in Colorado. And her story, I know, brought so many tears to everyone's eyes. But wow, from that point of grief to where she now is and what she teaches and shares is pretty amazing. Let's listen to her explain a little bit about how she has found what happens when you actually try to ignore grief? Well, I think something you said really resonated with me is that you have, in my personal opinion, you have to go through it. You can't go around it because it's funny how people are, but in the beginning we were overwhelmed with food and, and gifts and people wanted to help. And, and that's part of the reason I want to write the book is to help people who are maybe not going through grief, but are trying to support someone that is. And all this stuff would come every day, including alcohol. And one of my closest friends would be like, here's some sleeping pills. And, you know, this, you know, some downers to help you numb. And I was like, what? Mm. For me? And then I kind of went the other way where I wouldn't even take an aspirin. I didn't drink any alcohol, no drugs. Like I just wanted to feel it so that I could get through it. And I just had this feeling that I have to go through this pain because people for years go around it. And then it grief has a funny way of presenting itself again. And I feel like if you don't it, go through it, acknowledge it, feel it, experience it, move on, you're going to, it's just going to keep showing up again and keep showing up again. John Asraf is one of the leading mindset and behavioral experts in the world who has appeared numerous times on Larry King Live, Anderson Cooper, and the Ellen DeGeneres Show. 
He is one of my mentors and has been for over 10 years. And I am proud to present him right now explaining the secret to relaunching anything. Every time I've relaunched, I've used the same framework, which is probably you know worthwhile, is, is the mindset, the skill set, and the action set needs to be right for whatever result that you want. And to boil that down, it's really a combination of psychology plus strategy plus some kind of accountability to the behaviors that you need to take um, is what I've used for launching and or relaunching. Okay, so John Asaraf not only was on once, he was also on twice. And he was my first guest that I actually had come on two times. But in this second episode, he explains how to break free of your mental prison. It is so good. Listen in now. So the question is, do I want to allow the stories, the reasons, the excuses, the circumstances to control and define me? Mm. And if you answer, yeah, I want that too. Great. Keep doing what you're doing. But if you're ready to break free, if you're ready to break free, and be happier, healthier, wealthier, have more impact, more contribution, more happiness, more of everything that you want, um, expand your awareness and your skills because it's it's all available for you. Britt Frank is a therapist, teacher, speaker, and trauma specialist who is committed to dismantling the mental health myths that keep us feeling stuck and sick. Let her explain to you how blaming yourself is not always the best way to fix issues inside of you. Saying it's your fault is like saying my car is broken when you run out of gas. If you don't know that your car needs gas to function, it's not going to go anywhere. You can have the best car in the world, but it's not going anywhere. And it's not because the car is bad and it's not because the car is broken. It's because there's this thing called a gas tank and you go to a place called a gas station and you fill it up and then everything is fine. And for a lot of us, that's really, it's that simple. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, Will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.